Hey cousins, welcome to Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas. Welcome cousins to this episode of Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas. I'm your host Cornell Wright, the People's Lobbyist. Let's talk about electricity and vehicles. Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas is intended for the participation of responsible adults of legal drinking age who wish to engage in substantive virtual discussions and social drinking for entertainment purposes only. Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas does not advocate the abuse of alcoholic beverages. Choosing to participate in any of the drinking activities shared in the program should be made with moderation and caution and is the sole responsibility of the user. So cousins, last month, the president decided he was gonna have a global summit on climate change and reducing carbon emissions and trying to make for a better, healthier planet, all right? But let me kind of bring this closer to home to you because what I need to do as, and hope is my responsibility as a people's lobbyist, is to try to look at trends and things that are occurring and help you understand how you might want to respond to these activities in the future. As it turns out, electricity is becoming more and more significant. Now, I've been an advocate for a long time that says that the only real energy question is how do you generate electricity? You with me on that? Electricity is what we need. Everything else in regards to how you acquire it, where you get it from, et cetera, are all the ways in which to generate or produce electricity. Our society, our culture, the whole world, in my opinion, for the most part, runs on electricity. Now, sure, you can talk about exceptions with, you know, international trade and airplanes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, when you really get down to it, for the lights, for the air conditioning, for the way a lot of manufacturing works, even to run those other machines, you need electricity. And just ask the cousins down in Texas, they'll tell you how important electricity is to them, all right? Let's just go on and say that electricity is the real key. So within that, cousins, let me also suggest that there's been a very gradual and not so gradual in many instances change and move toward the significance and the importance of electricity. For example, I'm sure all of you know at some point in time, think about a number of years ago, Tesla came out with an electric automobile. They were one of the first ones. Not that electricity is new for automobiles, but Tesla came out with a new design, capabilities, and new, and new, new science associated with it, and it was amazing. In fact, I have a couple buddies of mine who actually had Teslas, I think it's the S model, gorgeous vehicles. One of my buddies actually had let me a chance to drive it. It's like driving a go-kart, cousins. It's driving a go-kart. It's, be it's beautiful, it's smooth. I mean, we were out and uh, he just allowed me kind of move it as I would like to. We had three digits in a relatively no period of time. One of those cousins of mine who let me drive his car is a pulmonologist, i.e. a lung doctor. And he had been concerned about the internal combustion engines associated with our automobiles for a long time. That's why he decided to get a Tesla, okay? So you think about this, cousins. <clears throat> it's starting to say and moving quicker than anyone perhaps imagined. And there are those cousins out there who are digging their heels in for various reasons. I'll touch upon that in just a moment. But the point is the impact of electricity and products being driven by electricity is growing. 
Let me give you an example. How many of you who have gone out recently and bought a set of tools, bought tools, hand tools now, that were battery powered, right? You think about it. And they talk about the convenience of the batteries and all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're finding out, I had a set a number of years ago, I bought a new set, the old batteries didn't last too long, right? The newer batteries last longer, get you through your entire job without one battery or clicking out to your second battery and you're still working. They may be a little bit heavier because of the batteries, but they're still balanced and you're getting your job accomplished, right? So you think about that. That has been going on for a number of years for the transformation. You can still get plug in, once again, electric driven uh, hand tools, but all of a sudden batteries are starting to become more of a key. I don't know if you watch, but I, kept, I love watching Formula One racing. Formula One racing a number of years ago went to hybrid engine models. Now Formula One, depending upon who you talk to, and think it's, it's argumented, we can debate this, but it's the highest level of motor racing, motorsport. And if you ever question that, watch on some of the YouTubes, they do a comparison between Formula One, IndyCar, NASCAR, and dirt track. No comparison, Formula One blows them away. Formula One has been moving to and using hybrid power power plants in their vehicles, and they're setting new track records around the world with those power plants, not engines, power plants. Combination of electric and internal combustion engines. All right? So you start looking at all that. So now you start thinking, well, gee, how does this, how does this working out? Almost all automobile manufacturers now, cousins, offer hybrid vehicles. A combination of gasoline engines, internal combustion, and electric that you plug in. All right? And I mean, like, I don't know how I feel about this, but Ford Motor Company announced that the new Mustang is going to be a total electric vehicle, cousins. The Mustang. <laughs> it's a gorgeous car. So now I'm torn, right? Should I want, do I want a new Mustang or want to go buy an old internal combustion Mustang? <laughs> you make your own decision on that one. But so you start looking at how these things are happening. I saw an advertisement the other day about a plug-in riding lawnmower. Plug-in riding lawnmower, cousins. Now, it makes a lot of sense, right? Because you're going to be right on your land or your property. You're going to be riding around. It's not a lot of speed required. All you need to do is get from point A to point B, cover it, and you're good, right? Plug-in. It's growing. And then now, cousins, hold on. You might want to grab a drink for this one. Harley Davidson has announced the Live Wire electric motorcycle. For all you bikers out there and all you Harley lovers, a Harley Davidson that's electric powered. Let me tell you a story. Years ago, I was talking to a guy and he was a Harley rider. He asked me what I rode. I said, No, I didn't. He told me, I'll Tell you what you do. He said, you go out and you do a test ride on a Harley, you get you and your significant other on the back. You go out for a ride on a Harley with that, with that V engine, you'll both come back in love. She'll be coming back in love with you, you'll come back in love with the Harley. Now, cousins, it's electric Harleys called the Live Wire. This is not an advertisement. I'm not being compensated by Harley Davidson. I'm just saying that's what's happening. So cousins, the list goes on and on in regards to how electric power vehicles and electricity is continuing to pay more and more of a role in our lives. What that says is 
that we need to start paying more attention and recognize we need to have proposals and plans and those kind of activities for all the cousins who were working in those industries that perhaps weren't involved necessarily in clean energy? Why? Because the underlying concern is that the fossil fuels are limited in number. The best example of that, cousins, the best example is looking at Dubai. Now you can go online and you can look at and see Dubai started the Palms, which was one, the Palms two, and the world. What does that mean? Dubai is one of the richest countries in the world because of their oil wealth. They did a determination years ago that said the oil is going to run out. So based upon that, they wanted to take their opportunities now of creating a whole new experience and changing their economy to be a place where, uh, let's just say those who have the money can go and have a wonderful lifestyle and they actually created new land masses within the Persian Gulf. Check it out, they're absolutely gorgeous, all right? So cousins, if they've made that determination what are we listening to or who are we listening to and why as to why we aren't making those transformations and changes as well and establishing leadership in those areas. We recognize that fossil fuels have limitations. There's limited capacities. It also has impact on our environment. Electricity is really what's most critical to us. We use all those other facilities or all those other energy sources to create electricity. So cousins, this is all, dis all due respect to all the other cousins. My mother's from West Virginia, so all the, rest, all the West Virginia cousins, I'm on your side. But we have to recognize what's best not only for the United States to be competitive, but then for our world, because guess what? We all breathe the same air. It's global. We all have the same cocoon around the country, around the world rather, which is called our atmosphere, and we all have to figure out a way to protect it. Cousins, it's not political. It's not taking favors to one part or another. It's just looking at what the science is telling us and what, by the way, by our products and by the indications of what's happening, the way we need to go and we'll eventually get. I'm in the process right now, cousins. I'm trying right now to figure, well, gee, do I really want a 500 plus horsepower automobile? Do I get internal combustion engine because it might be my last one of those? Or do I go electric? Think about that, cousins. Because I want the horsepower. <laughs> you know I do. <laughs> I want to get that feeling. But when I look at it and say, well, gee, the electric vehicles are as fast as capable, just maybe not the same distance at this point in time, because they don't have the infrastructure supporting them, as do the gasoline engines, it's going to be a tough call. I think I might be getting my last gasoline engine, hopefully not too distant future, with your help. So cousins, think about it, because we're going to have to make decisions in regards to what we tell our elected officials in regards to this moving forward. It's not going to be easy. It's going to cost some money. There's going to be some transition. And some cousins are going to be hurting for a while, but hopefully to the benefit of everybody. And we need to take care of them too, because where they live should not determine their opportunities for the future. You with me on that, cousins? All right, so look, so thank you. By the way, continue wearing your mask because they say that even though you've been vaccinated, as have I, there's still cousins out there who haven't been. 
and we need to nail this thing down, cousins, by everybody getting a chance to get their vaccines so we all can then start to be engaging. And I'd like to be able to high-five any cousin I see, don't you? Get your vaccine and we can get there. Subscribe, give me some notifications and likes. Tell me what you think about this, cousins, because we're in this whether we want to believe it or not. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you next week on Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas. We are the people. We are the people.